0: After he's attacked on the street at night by a roving motorcycle gang, timid bookkeeper Casey, played by Jesse Eisenberg, joins a neighborhood karate studio to learn how to protect himself. Under the watchful eye of a charismatic instructor, Sensei, and that that was played by Alessandro Nivola, and his hardcore brown belt, Anna, played by Imogen Poots, Casey gains newfound confidence for the first time in his life. But when he attends Tensei's Mysterious Night Classes, he discovers a sinister world of fraternity, brutality, and hyper-masculinity. That's the backstory behind this terrific new film called The Art of Self-Defense. And we're joined today by the writer as well as the director of that film, and that would be Riley Stearns. Riley Stearns, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Great. Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Again, I just had so much fun with the film in a way that is very cinematic fun. It tackles some very, very interesting subjects, and it, it takes an approach that we don't often seem take in film and that in the, regarding these particular issues. Tell me a little bit about the genesis of this story uh, behind uh, The Art of Self-Defense.
1: Well, I was kind of in between my my film, Faults, which was my first feature. It premiered at South by Southwest in 2014, and I had done the festival circuit with it and was really just wanting to enjoy the process of releasing a movie. It was my first feature, so it was super exciting. You didn't want to feel like I missed anything. But then the side effect of that, the negative side effect, was that I realized I hadn't really come up with an idea or written anything uh, to follow it up. And so... I found myself in this, like, awkward position of being super excited about my movie. It got uh, some critical praise, uh, maybe not as much box office as I would like, but uh, I was excited to make the next thing, and, and here I was with my thumbs and, and realizing I had no idea what I was doing next, and so uh, I, I'd been taking jiu-jitsu at that point for about two years and really kind of just started thinking, why am I not setting something in the world of martial arts, something that I really like and also could really maybe subvert the expectations of what a movie in the world of martial arts might be. And uh, at the same time, I also was very kind of honest with myself about these thoughts and fears that I had of, of my own like masculinity and sense of self and, and who I was as a man and society's expectations of men. And it was really like kind of questioning all this stuff internally. I wasn't telling people about this. Uh, and it started to seep its way into the story that I was, kind of conjuring up in my head for this movie weirdly they kind of just started fitting together in a way that made so much sense to me maybe not as much sense uh to my reps as i was pitching them this idea (laughs) but to their credit they let me they encouraged me to write it and uh a couple of months later i had this movie called the art of self-defense which i didn't really know how the hell i was going to get it made but all i knew was that i had to and and yeah here we are now it's so crazy uh that was at the end of 2015 I, i wrote it and and now it's finally about to
0: come out this, this Friday. That's right. It's coming out Friday, July 12th here in Los Angeles. We'll talk about where it's going to be playing, how you can find out more about the tickets and, and all of that stuff. But there's two things you touched on. Uh, and one is a little bit of a sidebar because uh, you mentioned doing faults and then, you know, kind of being flat-footed about your next project. And it reminds me of something that I heard uh um, I think it was Elvis Costello who said this many years ago. It was a musician like that who said, you have your whole life to write your first album, and you have six months to write your second. Yeah. And is is that equate to how you felt when you were trying to come up with something uh, for a follow-up to Faults?
1: Well, the, the I would say yes and no. Uh, the, the no is that I had written scripts before Faults, but I hadn't made a feature and those scripts were horrible. Those scripts should not have ever been made. And I'm glad they didn't get made because I would have been laughed at and never made another film ever again. But I, I do feel like you, I was building up to that one and I finally figured out where I fit in, what my tone was, what my style was. And I, I wrote that one incredibly fast. And so I don't feel like it really, was one a case of, like, I, I spent my entire life working up to write that thing. Mm-hmm. But I do think that a lot of life experiences kind of helped me form what that was. The second thing was, with, 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 like, uh, in terms of what I made, uh, so in the uh, art of self-defense, I mean, second feature, I feel like those were all similar thoughts and fears that and, and ideas that I'd kind of been building up to. So it never really felt mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was my sophomore feature. It was Thanks. like I had to do something, had to hit, I just kind of was true to who I was yeah. and, and wrote that that second thing. But I do hear that a lot with musicians, especially that because music is it, even though it's an art and and film is art in its own way. I do feel like they're very different. Mm-hmm. And I, I even heard that same thing that you said about the flight of the Concords. Like they had written their first season of uh, of the show for HBO and made it, and that was like years and years of material that they had come up with. So it was all this like. Stuff that they really worked on and honed and crafted. And then their second season is so incredible and so great. But in their mind, they only had, like you said, a few months to figure it out. And then they were off and having to shoot it again. And I never really felt that same sense of pressure with making my film. Maybe to a fault. Maybe I should have felt more pressure. But (laughs) but it didn't make its way into the writing of the movie for me. It was more just I was was bummed that I had waited so long. Uh Because from... Fault premiering at South by Southwest in 2014 to this year's South by Southwest where we premiered the Art of Self-Defense. That was five years. And that's a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is. And maybe there is something to the idea that uh, most of the time movies are a much more collaborative effort. So you have some other people sort of bounce off, whereas songwriters tend to be more more singular, and, and maybe that, I could see that yeah something. Well, the other thing that uh, that is striking about the art of self defense, and in the way that you were able to pull this project together, and you mentioned it just a second ago, that is incredibly important is the finding the right tone. In in the in the material in the writing, but also in the casting. And before we get to that question of tone and how you wanted to sort of set that up and how you reinforced it throughout the film, there are a couple of key people in the film where tone is particularly important, but also the level of trust that goes along with that. And I'm gonna we can talk about that in a minute. But I mean, Jesse Eisenberg really fe- feels like he put himself. Out on a island, in some ways, with his performance in reinforcing what I think you were tr- trying to accomplish in this film. Let's talk about tone, and let's talk about the trust that you you had to have with your cast in the film as well.
1: Yeah, I'll start with Jesse. I mean, he came along after I'd been I'd been kind of searching for the right person for the role for about a year, and and the problem was is that I had set this weird expectation in my head of the character being uh in their 40s i really thought the character should be a little bit older than myself and i because in my mind i was like it's, it's more interesting if this guy who's older than me feels like less of a man mm-hmm. and I, I found that people just didn't respond to the script at that age the same way that uh jesse eventually did but when we dropped it down to our 30 in, in our 30s and um kind of maybe more so just thought of him as well maybe he is more like me maybe Maybe it is a character that's, like, about the same age as me. Uh, Jesse was the first person we sent it to and thought of, and he responded to it instantly. Like, he, I sent it to him on a Friday. It was a long weekend. Uh, and then that next Tuesday, he wrote me an email, which I still have saved on my phone, just saying how he loved the script and he wanted to be involved and he was so grateful that I thought of him. And uh, from that point to... When we shot the film, that was the oh god, was that that was the beginning of July, mm. and I was prepping in uh, Kentucky a month later, and we were shooting on uh, September 11th of 2017. Wow, that was a crazy fast turnaround, yeah. and you talk about trust, and Jesse trusted me implicitly. He was there for us every day. He never went back to his trailer in between setups. He was just there for the movie. He knew what we were making and he wanted to help make it the best thing that it could be. And a lot of that was, like you talk about his performance, he's doing some very specific things that are out of of his comfort zone in the sense that, uh, I mean, there's one scene where he's, he's uh, getting a call from sensei late at night and he's supposed to be kind of afraid. And and Jesse played it more like you would play in a, in a standard uh, narrative where he he has real emotion uh, coming out. He was very scared and, and it was like traditionally a better performance. But I wanted something that lived within the world of this movie. And it re- really wanted it to be like he was almost reacting to something as if he was getting news that uh, uh, whatever that he, he, he was or like getting a call from his mom who was just checking in and saying hi. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted that kind of performance. And, and so Jesse did it that way. And, and he we called cut and I said, oh, right. Moving on. That was great. And Jesse turned to me and he was like, you like that? And I was like, yeah, that was perfect, man. That was exactly what we needed. And he goes, really? Because that was, that was bad acting right there. And he, he said it as a joke, but also sort of serious. Like, this is so different than what he normally would have done. But he trusted me to tell him when it was right or when it was wrong. And then by the same token, I trusted him to get it and, and deliver. And it, it was a real uh, balance. But uh, that tone is so particular. And that yeah. tone, it, it really comes from just like the directness of the Bluntness, the literal yeah. nature of the lines of dialogue, and if you if you sell something as a joke, or if you sell something as if you're uh, really afraid, all of that stuff can lose the tonal specificity that we're looking for. And uh, it really just came from the believe what you say, say what you mean. Uh, there's it's black or white. There's no gray, and that's where all the humor lied, and yeah. all the tone for me was was balancing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's a great story. I'll tell you because I. I completely understand what he you know what he meant when he said it to you and I completely understand what you meant when you responded to him because when you after you watch the film again I this is a really brave performance and this takes an incredible amount of trust and also the fact that you were the certainty you must have had you know certainty of purpose here when you're doing this that uh, it, it comes across in this film it I, I just think it's such a fine line yeah. It's a
1: very fine line, but it's, it's that certainty that I had while I was writing the script, too. Like, yeah. I felt like if I didn't push the, the boundaries on it, if I didn't go for it, that it wasn't going to be worth doing, for one thing. But also, I felt like that, that that narrative of... like So the sensei character in the movie, as you know, he's, he's so direct about his misogyny and his sexism, yeah. that if I had any gray area in that, if it didn't go far enough there would be questions of if if that was supposed to be taken as a joke or if that was supposed right, to be serious. Right. And I never wanted to, like, go that route. I always wanted to be very, very overt that, like, as you're watching the movie, Casey may not understand the, the moral ambiguity uh, of things and the moral, uh, like, or actually in, in Sensei's instance, he, he might not understand how morally abhorrent the things he's saying are directly even though he maybe has a sense that there's something else going on beneath the surface, but as an audience, we definitely know that this is horrible. And like the the filmmaker should not like does not believe what what is being said. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, that that also like pushing the boundaries with how you're saying the lines of dialogue and what you're saying. It really again just goes back to if you say it like you mean it, that's why it's funny. And and I think Alessandro really went for it in the way that he delivered those lines of dialogue, and uh, there was no question that. This is just a vile human being. The the sensei character. He's just vile, and he's got a complete different world view than that of of what a normal person should have. And and uh, and we really pushed it. Like that, we really were going for it as, yeah. as, as we we're doing that. But it's it's a certainty that I had, but also doesn't mean that I wasn't scared about it too. I oh, definitely yeah. oh, had had yeah. I had to trust uh, my instincts and trust my gut on
0: it. Well, well congratulations for trusting your gut because it it works. <laughs> and and I will tell you I've seen I watched the film twice and I will tell you it's it's funny the first time through but it's much funnier the second time through because for me because I think there's some anxiety that you're dealing with in, in the first run through it. That you don't, you're not dealing with to that degree in the second time you see it. So the humor really pops off. The for me, I'm just, you know, my opinion about what I saw was just, it, it's a very funny film, but it's also, it's anxiety inducing at times. And I'll I, I, and I, you mentioned Alessandro, uh, Navola, who is a revelation to me in this film. I've seen him in other things, and he's terrific actor. But he's charismatic. He's 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 dynamic in what it is that what you see. Why people are attracted to being around him, but it's also one of the great slyly humorous roles uh, and performances that I've I think I've ever seen. Um, That's
1: it's, so cool. I really appreciate. I mean, for for Alessandra, it really was just the best of luck that he happened to be coming off of another film at the exact time that we were really honestly having problems finding the right person for it because people who I think were afraid of the role and afraid to really go for it. And Alessandro stepped in and it was his confidence. I had a phone call from, uh, he was in South Africa finishing up a movie. I had a phone call with him like a week before, or maybe even a few days before leading up to production starting and him just being like, man, I got this. Like, this is so awesome. I, I know what I want to do here. And his confidence is what gave me the confidence to say, this is our guy. Like, yeah. He is definitely sensei. But also, he's got this quality about him that you've seen him in a lot of things that a lot of people don't know, uh, wouldn't know his, maybe his 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 first name or, or maybe have seen something he's been in and are familiar with him, but don't necessarily have that thing where it, you're known for this one project. So when he came in, he really got to be Sensei from day one, and I don't think that the the second he comes on screen, I don't think that there's a person who's going to look at it and say, "Oh, Alessandro Novola uh, is doing this thing." I think they're from di- from the set first time that he comes on screen, they're going to be thinking, "Okay, this is Sensei. What does Sensei do?" Right. Like he he just became the character instantly, and and it was a really wonderful thing to see.
0: It's a terrific performance. I haven't even mentioned the fact that we're speaking with Riley Stearns, the director of the art of self-defense. It's coming out uh, today, July 12th at uh, in in New York in the AMC Lincoln Square, AMC Village 7, uh, Regal Essex Crossing, Arclight in Hollywood, and all over. You have to check this out. This is an unusual <laughs> website for the art of self-defense. If I'm getting this right, y-karate.com, or do we want to is that the right website to send them to?
1: Yeah, you can totally link that because that will link you to other places. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So, so yeah. for so, if you want to find out more about the film, go to y dash karate. Dot com That in and of itself is hilarious in the context of the film. Y-Karate.com. Check this out. Uh, in the last couple of minutes I've got with you, I, I'd be remiss. I'd be a horrible person if I didn't mention this great triangle of characters that are in the film. And Imogen uh, Poots, who is great in this film, but all three of them together, they're all great but they all work together beautifully in the film. Tell me a little bit about her performance in this, in uh, the art of self-defense.
1: Yeah. Well, I I mean, the thing that drew me initially to Imogen was that I was such a big fan of hers in the green room. I I was a a huge fan of that movie in general, but Imogen just stole every scene she was in. And I felt like I saw her in a way that I hadn't seen her as an actor before uh, that one. And I, I had a Skype with her. It was, it was incredible. She got it. She was so excited and she's so funny and witty and basically offered it to her on the on the phone at that point but um then getting there and just being able to work with her and see her process and she and jesse had done a film together uh prior to that so their chemistry is so wonderful she just really got it and really also embraced the stunt choreography for the film her fight scene is so incredibly brutal yes and it's almost entirely her uh i could not have worked with a better person in that role and and I'm, I'm so excited for people to see what she did. It, it's a movie about men and about masculinity, and it's predominantly starring men. But to have that one element that kind of takes you out of that masculinity, but she's still tough and, like, so, uh, like, honestly, the, the strongest and coolest person uh, at the dojo, uh, it, it, was, it was one of those roles that I wish I could have done even more with her. But at the end of the day, it was Casey's movie, and I had to kind of be true to that narrative. But uh, yeah, she's she's a badass, and i she's just badass. like I would love to work with her again at some point. Uh, she's in bad. The
0: You're right, Riley. She's badass. She's great. Everybody's great in the film. The, the, even the, in the minor roles, everybody's just. It's a t- really terrific film. It did incredibly well at South by Southwest. Uh, and has been just getting all kinds of great accolades, and it's uh, well written, well acted. It's funny, it's harrowing. It is. It will cause you to think about things in ways, especially if you're a man, especially if you've got a a brain, an ounce of sense in your mind. You will th- be thinking about how these things play out, not in just in the context of the big screen. You're watching this movie, but in 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 everyday life, in in our lives, and how in our relationships. Uh it, is, uh it is that and more. So I'm my congratulations to you, Riley Stern, for your work here. And uh, please come back if you get a chance to come back and talk about another film you're making. I just thoroughly enjoyed having you on. Thank you.
1: I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I'm, I'm excited to uh, go out and make the next one. And hopefully you'll have me back.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much. Again, the film is called The Art of Self-Defense. We've been talking with the writer and the director, Riley Sterns. Thank you. Thank you.